And now, National Post columnist, journalist, and award-winning author, Christy Blatchford. They have our best interests in mind, Matt. They know that. They do. They care. They care deeply. Brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. Questions about your long-term disability claim? Call Aaron at 416-661-4878. So Jay Michaels in for Ryan Doyle on the live drive. John Paul, my co-host today. Hello, Christy Blatchford. Hello, both of you. Good day. Let's, con- let's continue the conversation on drinking and driving. Is it time that we get away from just the traditional roadside Christmas holiday blitzes and maybe really expand where it is, Christy, that we're hitting people for drinking and driving? Yeah, I think more of these roadside things would be good, um, probably. Um, I, I'm uncomfortable with completely random stops just as a matter of civil liberties. I, I am. Um, you know, we're having on sort of one side a whole societal discussion on the merits of uh, police questioning people um, and allegedly carting them because of their race, uh, etc., in a random way. Um, now, that isn't what how carting is supposed to work, but that is allegedly how it's been working. So on the one hand, you have that, where people are properly concerned, I think, uh, with your civil liberties and your rights not to be stopped for no reason. And yet, on the other, we're having this debate about let's increase, you know, roadside stops, which are essentially uh, stopping random cars uh, to test them for, uh, you know, alcohol. So I don't know. I think the nice thing about the random stops is, A, you might catch someone. It's like a lottery. You might catch them. But it's your chance to educate all those that you do stop. Like, when I go through a dry, uh, like a, a ride check, afterwards, I feel really proud of myself. I'm like, sure. yeah, I didn't get, I, you know, I wasn't drinking. I had a nice experience with the police. Let's move on. I hope they get someone. I also think for a lot of people, there's no more humbling an experience than going through something like that with your wife and your kids in the back and them seeing you go through that experience. For sure. And God forbid that you had to actually admit that you were drinking and they were going to give you a breathalyzer. That's not a fun walk back to your car to face your kids, let alone your wife, who might not let that one go for a while. Yeah, exactly. She might chew on that one for just a little bit. Let's move on, guys. A roundtable discussion I want to discuss with both of you. Last night, the TTC changing some of its policies, including a new rule where kids are now going to carry photo ID, hopefully cracking down on fare evasion. Do we think that this is a solution to low ridership, Christy? Well, no, I don't think it is. I think fare evasion, though, is a significant issue. I'm just not sure that the majority of the culprits are children. I I don't think they are, actually. Uh, I ride the streetcars quite frequently, and I see people getting on at the same time as I do at the back door, and I'm almost inevitably the only one or one of a few who goes to the machine to buy, uh, you know, to pay for my ride. Many people don't, so I, I don't think this is a kids problem i think this is an adult problem i think that's a good point yeah. i was on the, the 501 last night leaving here and i literally hit the willy wonka golden ticket of loonies on my actual streetcar and I, I know i witnessed at least three to four different people and they they got my attention because of their behavior as they got into the streetcar but i simply noticed that they're probably not paying as they got on so i, I might side with you on that one that it's probably grown-ups i think kids i don't know maybe it was just me when i was a kid but i was too afraid as a kid to break rules like that i wasn't i think the majority of kids just want to follow the rules uh so i agree it's probably mostly adults and you know what the, the ttc staff are sometimes not the best uh, they're enemies as well because i've been going through for the subway once in a while and i'll be like ah, i don't have any change can you help me out and they're like ah just go through 
Just because it yeah. might be easier on, on their day. Yeah, they're like, uh, you know what, I'm wrapping up here. Just go through. Do you but, think, Christy, too, I want to ask you about this. I, I noticed when I'm, when I'm riding the streetcar, it's just the sheer size of the car. So often there's so much going on. It's like a different world in the back versus the front for the driver. Maybe there's just too much pressure being put on them to try and make sure that everybody has proof of payment. Well, the in the new streetcars, the driver can't do it. He has no ability to give you. There's no fare box. So you have to go to a machine and... Uh, or you walk on with your proof of payment already. Um, so I, I don't think the uh, the onus really is is increasingly it's not on the driver. It's on the fare checkers or fare inspectors who are supposed to be waiting, you know, to see you get off the streetcar, and you're supposed to have your proof of payment. And quite often they're engaged in other activities like talking to one another, and they don't even check people. So I don't know. I think they need more of those guys. I really do. I love the fact that we have a society, though, where we just trust everybody with this. We're like, ah, oh, we trust you. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't really want to change it. I just, maybe we need to have, like, guilt messages at play in the streetcars. Have you paid? If you haven't paid, your mom's going to be very disappointed. And yeah, you're that, going to ruin it for the rest of us. That's right. That'll work really well. Yeah. It's worked so well with drinking and driving, for instance, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, and that's a fair point. And that is truly one of the conversations that we continue to have over and over again. Let's move on. The OPP has been cleared of racist in- investigation tactics for collecting DNA samples from black migrant workers, workers following the brutal rape of a woman near Vienna. Now, the Office of the Independent Police Review Director released the report this morning following almost three years of investigation into this case, the case revolving around the violent attack on a woman who'd been sitting on her front porch on her township home in 2013 when she was grabbed and dragged into her house and sexually assaulted. And the OPP is saying, and I quote, satisfied that the OPP investigation was not motivated by racial prejudice as alleged in the complaint. That according to Director Jerry McNeely, Christy. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting report. I've read uh, not all of it, but the much of the actual report itself, and it's it's clear that the uh, director accepts that the OPP had perfectly valid reason to conduct a DNA canvas, but that they simultaneously made it far too broad. In other words, they were asking and taking DNA samples from pretty vulnerable people. I mean, migrant workers come here because they're desperate to earn money, and they have very limited kinds of rights while they're in Canada. And one of the other issues that has come up before is that, you know, if they get sick or hurt, for instance, they don't seem to qualify for OHIP, which I think is unfair. In any case, they were, you know, they had a profile of their suspect, uh, you know, who they eventually caught, by the way, and I I think he pleaded guilty. So they got the, the right guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, but they were far too far reaching in their canvas and they were picking up, you know, if they were looking for a six foot one black man, they were picking up five foot two black men and asking them also migrant workers, all of them asking them for their DNA samples. So I think there are still lessons in there for the OPP, which is how not to do a DNA canvas, but it's reassuring somewhat that they had, uh, no impure or racist motives in actually trying to do it. They were under real significant time frame constraints because the people were going back to their native country soon, etc. So they, it was an expeditious solution to a very serious crime. So there you go. Christy, as so often happens, we find ourselves quickly out of time. I thank you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Christy, brought to you by Aaron Waxman & Associates. When your long-term disability claim has been denied, email awaxman at awaxmanlaw.ca.